Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for CEO Exclusive, brought to you by Anona Enterprises. Good morning and welcome to CEO Exclusive, where we get emerging trends from CEOs and their most trusted advisors. I'm your host, Soyini Koch. As all of you CEOs know, finding great talent is the lifeblood of your business. And I'm really excited to talk today with our guests about how they are sourcing talent um, in a tight labor market in a niche industry. Um, in addition to talking about some other cool technology trends and how they're using technology in their business as well. So I'm pleased to welcome Imagineer, um, their CEO, Ben Hamilton, or sorry, their president and former CEO, Ben Hamilton, uh, and uh, their VP of Engineering, Alex Teodorescu. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you for having us. So tell us, um, what exactly does Imagineer do and how do you differentiate yourself in the private aviation space? Sure. So Imagineer is in the business of giving road travelers their day back by taking their three to seven hour drive and turning it into a one to two hour flight. And we do this by using the thousands of local airports close to where our customers work and live. Now, the difference between Imagineer and a typical air charter company, um, there's two major differences. One is price point. Uh, well, typical charter and flying private costs as much as $7,500 per flight Imagineer's average price point is much lower, which is around $1,200. And by the way, that's for the entire aircraft. Uh, that price varies as well. So sometimes you can get a flight for $699. Sometimes it's $2,000. So it just depends on uh, when you go. Um, and then secondly, in addition to providing a lower price point, we also provide a lot more convenience. Uh, so we allow customers, uh, you know, the air charter industry as a whole is full of brokers, middlemen, fax machines. And, uh, you know, you get full page quotes. It usually takes hours, even sometimes days just to just to book a flight. Uh, so we take that process and turn it into a, a three minute process where you go on your device and, and book. And uh, Alex will talk a little bit about that a little bit later. But uh, but it's a it's a industry that's ripe for disruption. Mm. We love that word on 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 CEO exclusive. So tell us, Alex, about some of these disruptive trends and how you're using them at Imagineer. Sure. Um, well, like Ben said, the uh, kind of one of the interesting things about air charters, although the aircraft themselves are very sophisticated, it seems that the trending for booking has not really followed. It's just things are still done with brokers. Um, you know, if to find a flight, you have to actually, you know, you submit a form online and if they get back to you and say, well, we have this availability, and it's just really a long, lengthy process. So the notion of bringing online booking to a private air charter industry was actually, mm. although something that's very popular in you know, the commercial sector with uh, Delta and, and AirTran, people like that, it's not, um, not something that followed an air charter. So we sort of you know, bridged that gap and saw the opportunity there to say, well, why not? Um, and it was really just a matter of you know, just, just taking the aircraft that we have and showing them that here, here's the availability, here's what we can do, and, and actually have the prices display by times of day with um, our availability kind of sort of guided our customers to be able to help us by optimizing our schedule, but also give them the lowest price points that they could you know, get, get for a day. So it was actually a pretty, uh, pretty unique opportunity that we were just able to take advantage of you know, mm -hmm. right at the moment. And how has that been changing your market and, and helping grow your business? You know, we're finding when we first started, like everybody else flying charter, people would call in and expect that long booking process. Um, and today we're at a point where more than half of our customers are just going online and 
booking their flight. So it's uh, you know we can we can make money in our sleep, so to speak, uh, which is a great thing. Uh, but uh, but you know this is a business of scale. So what about your competitors? Have they now adopted the technology as well? They haven't yet, and you know it's our good, isn't uh, it? You look. Well, <laughs> well, it's a double-edged sword, actually, because uh, we want to we want to make sure that the industry itself is adoptive of our kind of met- methods. But for some reason, it just seems that you know it's, it's a little bit of a lag. But for us to have other competitors who use the same technology draws more people to the type of service that we offer. Which, in the end, the volume increase of awareness is is a better thing for us than having a niche that no one seems to follow. Hmm. And our our main competitor today is the car, just because other air charter services are. Uh, so much more expensive, but we're you know we're waiting for that uh, that uh, that future competitor to emerge, and you know we have to stay ahead of the trend because uh, because technology is a lot quicker to develop these days. Hmm. So part of what I imagine you're trying to do is educate educate the market, and then get all these people who are driving four hours to consider using Imagineer instead. How is the technology enabling you to reach the people that you want to get in a way that you couldn't get them before? Sure. This is also a digital marketing play. So, you know, we attract people to our website where they can go on instantly and book a flight. And that's just something nobody's really done before in the on-demand air travel space. So we're learning how it's done, really. So I wish I had a a better answer other than we're having to figure that out. Um, You know, we're learning a lot doing it for sure. But we're also going into a new, a really new niche in travel as well. There's, There's a big paradox with regional travel. So you know, if you think of how long it takes to go from Atlanta to LA, if you're sitting in your plane at Hartsfield, you know, it might take you, you know, four hours to take off the touchdown. Well, I think you said what to go from Atlanta to Savannah, it's a four hour drive. So why does it take longer sometimes to go uh, short regional trips than it does to, to travel long distances? So we've gotten very good at long distance travel, but yet we've, uh, uh, you know, there's a real pain point for short trips. And that's really the niche we're sort of discovering and learning what that market is. Mm. So I'm I'm very intrigued by your your play. So you got up one morning and you saw this opportunity. How are you do you have a thought as to what you're doing to like you know, so you have all these people and you said it's a digital marketing play. How are you identifying who those people are and getting to them? Sure. So who who are the customers in this business? Well, it's, you know, we fly doctors, we fly lawyers, we fly politicians, we fly rock bands, venture capitalists, uh, professional athletes. It's, uh, they're really across all sorts of industries, but what they all have in common is that they're replacing a three to seven hour drive. So that's, that's the target. So we've had to figure out how to target people that are driving on long trips and what the messaging to those uh, people are and, and you know, what the, what the value proposition is. Uh, because a lot of the questions we get, well, $1,200 per flight, that's for the entire airplane, by the way, that's, uh, that's not cheap. Uh, no, it isn't, but it's, it's, um, you know, for people that their time is worth 150 to $200 per hour. Uh, there's a lot of those people and, uh, uh, that that's where it has economic value. But the number one reason our customers tell us why they use us are the intangibles. You know, they want to, uh, they're using us to save seven hours in their day, but then they're doing it to get home for dinner with their family at night or get to their kids, kids' school play or their, uh, their, you know, their baseball practice or whatever it might be. And that's really the reason why people use our service. Hmm. So when we were talking yesterday about other, other trends, you mentioned that there's a, a labor shortage. And I know listeners will identify, no matter what industry they're in, 
with the need to be able to attract the right kind of talent, even when there are market pressures. So how are you doing that? Sure. So yeah, you said labor shortage. And specifically, I think what you're referring to are uh, the pilot industry shortage. Uh, There's a whole shortage of pilots in the industry. The baby boomers are retiring. New regulations are making it more difficult to learn to fly. So it's a challenge that every air transportation company is is having to deal with. Now, we've been... Pilots across every commercial, everything. Just about every sector. Now, the major airlines aren't uh, struggling quite as much yet, uh, but 45,000 commercial pilots retiring in the next next 15 years or so, which is incredible. We've never seen anything like that before. So so that's, that's the challenge. Now, we've been fortunate to be able to increase our in-house, uh, uh, you know, pilot group every year. Uh, but if we can't figure out how to be really good at that and provide a really unique uh, value proposition to pilots, you know, we could be a victim of this as well. And that's what we want to avoid. So we've had to look in other places. You know, we're, we're not looking necessarily uh, for pilots that, well, we're not trying to compete with the airlines for pilots. Um, we're, we have to provide unique benefits, uh, lifestyle benefits for pilots that want to be home at night. Uh, that want unique experiences, flying uh, unique customers to different airports every time. Uh, as I mentioned, there's a, about a thousand airports in our in our service area, uh, so they get to go different places as opposed to flying the same route. Uh, but we have to do better than that, and that's what we're really trying to do: or find those pilots that may not want that airline career. And we're just starting to explore the idea of finding pilots like flight instructors at, at flight schools that uh, have a lot of single pilot experience that may want to go fly for the airlines one day and provide a pipeline or a pathway for them to get there through flying through our organization. So instead of trying to compete with the airlines, be part of that pilot's career path. So there's a lot of different avenues to explore and a lot of opportunities if we capture them, but we, we can't be slow with this. Mm. So let's help us generalize for some real concrete recommendations for people who are listening. Somebody is listening to this. What would you recommend based on what you've learned for how to source talent in a tight labor market? Sure. I would say, you know, we've been able to have some success with this, not by trying to compete head to head and get into a bidding war with competitors. We've tried to find something unique about our offering and try to strengthen that value proposition. So uh, for us, it's the type of flying they get to do, the work schedules, the fact that they get to actually, some of our pilots uh, choose what's called flex schedules. So they pick the days they want to fly and uh, and they only have to fly those days so they can do something else on the side. Uh, and these are experienced pilots. These are pilots that uh, have other, you know, maybe another career, but have had previous experience flying for the airline. So for us, it's been finding those pilots that it's you know not trying to compete with you know with other other entities. Great. So tell us about your how you've built this organization. So you co-founded Imaginaire, and now you're president. How did how were you able to successfully grow grow the company and and do what a lot of CEOs, especially founder CEOs, don't do, which is put a put a good successor in place. Sure. So for us, it's been persistence. We've been at this for a while now. And I'll also say this, there's, uh, you know, aviation, especially for us pilots, uh, you know, we're a real, real company of pilots led by pilots. Aviation is a sexy industry for us. And there's a lot of shiny things. Uh, we get opportunities to put all sorts of airplanes onto our platform. Uh, but for us, the the consistent year-over-year revenue growth we've had is a result of sticking with 
one thing we do well in trying to avoid picking up that $100 bill off the ground because it's a distraction from our, our mission. Uh, so that's really, I think, what I would attribute our growth uh, to being able to stay very focused on the mission, even when it seems like it's, it's very tough. Great, great, great. And what about you, Alex, from your perspective? How, how have you seen the company continue to grow and, and grow successfully? Oh, I'd say there's probably a number of factors there. The, uh, as Ben mentioned, the fact that it's aviation has a certain appeal um, to a lot of things. It draws, you know, people who have a little bit more of a, you know, a, a dreamy aspect of things. And that kind of dreamy nature actually kind of sort of helps us to, you know, focus in on something and, and drive to get the task completed where no one's done something before. Um, you know, on the technology end of things in particular, I've noticed that, uh, you know, we've as a company, explored things in this industry that no one's even dreamed to touch. And that has been a very exciting thing. So for us to have that appeal, to have developers come work for us and you know, grow our technology has been almost you know, easy just because it's something that it's cutting edge. You know, it's nothing that's been tried before. So you know, for us, from that perspective, you know, growing this company has been, has been actually a pleasure. You know, the challenges have been numerous and difficult. And in some cases, there's been no template to follow. You know, we've actually had to set the benchmark. But you know, to have that there, to have that challenge put in front of you is, is actually, for the people I've been working with, has been the, the ignition. You know, it's been sort of the thing that gets them up in the morning to come in and say, well, how do we challenge this? How do we make this product do when nothing's done before? Mm-hmm. So for us, that's been you know, the, the key, I'd say, for keeping our talents and growing the company. Mm. So on the shiny object thing, um, how do you know what technology to invest in? Because this... Technology has been a recurring theme throughout the all over the show, and so knowing having discernment about which technologies to invest in, which ones are going to really advance your your mission versus which ones are a distraction. Sure, and there's there's you know we get we get feedback every day, and you ought to be able to develop your technology to do this or do that or uh, make the airplanes you know fly backwards at you know whatever it might be, but you know what we have to look at what our technology is good at and almost forget about the things it's not good at. And, you know, what, what, what's the value proposition? Well, it's the first in the industry to introduce dynamic pricing for customers. Uh, that dynamic pricing allows Explain us... Explain what to, does that mean? So, so think about, you know, think about a, a ride-sharing app you like to use. And uh, uh, when it gets really busy, if you go to that ride-sharing app and they say, no, we're not available... Uh, think of how many times you're going to go back to that app. You're probably just going to delete it from your phone. So what they've done to to handle that is they've called they've done what they call surge pricing. Now people don't like it necessarily, but you know you're always going to get a ride. So we're trying to do the same thing with on demand on demand aviation. Nobody's really applied dynamic pricing. It's been uh, static. So if you call up five charter companies right now for a flight three days from now you'll probably get five yeses and five noes. So we want to be able to say yes every time. And by d- dynamically pricing our flights, we can control our supply and, and customer demand uh, and make sure we keep that at equilibrium uh, by offering different price points. But the flip side to that, you know, I call it anti-surge pricing, is that when you want to fly at a time of day that matches up very efficiently with our schedule, uh, meaning we fly less reposition or dead legs between flights, we actually offer you a lower price uh, than what the average price. You know, you could get you could get a private flight for seven ninety nine for the entire airplane, from say Macon to Charleston or wherever you know wherever you're going to or from, and you know that could be two to three hundred dollars per person. 
So that's the stuff that really gets us excited because that opens up this market to a whole new audience. Mm. Great. So let me just uh, kind of probe a little bit more here. So you're in this process of doing aviation, which is not necessarily technology. How did you know that this was a technology play? You know, because your your competitors haven't done it, right? So you're first, and that's a. Yeah. I mean, it's a, like you said, it's a double edged sword. Yep. How, I would. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Well, Alex. I mean, I was just going to say. I mean, I suppose we kind of knew that there was a, an opportunity here, just because of the fact that there was no one had tried it before. So we weren't really completely sure, actually, in the beginning. Is this something that the industry would adopt? You know, is this something that would actually take hold? Because you know, there's such a process in place that so many people are familiar with that is this really going to be something that actually gets people to come to us? And so it was It was sort of a gamble. I Did you do any beginning. market research or anything? No. And you know, I'd say we're almost a little bit naive, you know. That's honest. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a millennial, but you know, I'm probably a little older than that. But we didn't really, we just kind of went and assumed that's what we had to do. Yep. Um, and uh, is allow instant online booking. And um yeah, we just did it. We didn't really think about it too much. We didn't at first say, well, this will be a very unique value proposition. Uh, we just assumed that kind of had to be done. Uh, and we didn't know we were doing it first. It was just a, you know, it was just a test. What was really exciting when the first morning we woke up, you know, after uh, our first year of, op- you know, our first couple of days of operations and seeing that first online flight book, it was, uh, it was very, very exciting. Cool. Listeners, we're talking to Imaginaire, private aviation company here in Atlanta. Their president... Ben Hamilton, and VP of Engineering, Alex Teodorescu. Let's go back to the, the successorship. It's something uh, that a lot of CEOs struggle with, is finding a good successor. Tell us about that process and willing to be honest how it's going. Sure. So, you know, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, my duties were recently split up between president and CEO duties. So, uh, you know, for for us, for me, it was a... Uh, definitely an issue of bandwidth. You know, we have, uh, uh, there's certain things I'm good at and there's certain things I'm not good at. Um, and there's, you know, there's fundraising, there's, uh, you know, this industry pilot uh, shortage that we're going to have to really focus hard on the next couple of years. There's internals of running the business. There's managing the planes, the pilots, uh, the, the maintenance and making sure we keep the highest safety standards in the industry. And that's a, that's a lot to do. So I'm, Actually, very happy about this move. Um, our CEO we're bringing in, who's you know, will be my my partner in crime. Uh, his name's Kurt Brungis, and I think he's going to be a real win for uh, Imaginaire. And he has uh, a lot of experience. He was CEO of a, a big flight school, as well as a captain for United Airlines and Czech Airmen with oh, them. So he and, wasn't uh, an internal promotion. Nope, this was uh, well. He was he was always an advisor for us, um, but uh, um, but this will be a great opportunity to work with him and leverage his expertise in the in developing pilot pilot pathways, so that we can we can grow. You know, we have to be ready to grow our our pilot base. You know, times ten in the next couple of years. So uh, that's you know for for us was a was a natural move and uh, i can focus on what i'm good at he can focus on what he's good at and you know i think we just all have to recognize our our strengths and weaknesses when did you hire him uh his first day was uh the first of the month so this is just just recent <laughs> all right so you really you really not not don't have uh, enough data just yet but so alex you know being somebody who's working for the company what are your thoughts and how, how are the other 
other people in the in the company adjusting to the idea that that Ben has like moved now? It was, uh, you know, it's definitely a big deal just because, uh, you know, for me personally, I went to school together with Ben. So we've known each other for for a very long time. And, um, you know, it's, it's for us, this company is a very small company. So there's a, there's more of a family feel to mm-hmm. it. So that kind of discussion when, you know, we talked about what was going to be happening was really more a discussion of this is our, you know, this is kind of our baby, so to speak, at this company. And how do we make it have the best chance for success? And we approached it from that light. You know, it was a very natural discussion to say, well, given, you know, Kurt's qualifications, this really is, you know, going to help give us a little bit of a boost to kind of see this company through to further success. Mm. What was your hiring process like? Well, um, you know, we, we have a board of directors and, uh, um, and you know, it, I would say this, you know, they, uh, they approached Kurt about doing this job and about approached me about this too. And uh, it just, it was a natural fit. There wasn't a you know, a a big search process. He was, uh, um, and he's run several aviation businesses uh, in his past using the same airplane. Uh, So it just, again, it was just a natural fit, which isn't, you know, isn't necessarily the norm. Um, But I think it works very well in this case. Hmm. So for the others who are listening, what are your recommendations for achieving the kind of growth that, that you've achieved? You know, I think that, you know, if I were to attribute any reason to the growth we've had, which, you know, has been anywhere from 15 to 40% year over year, and, and we want it to be higher. So let's just be clear, you know, our goals are more ambitious than our past, which is, you know, it's great for an aviation company, don't get me wrong, but we want to grow uh, bigger and faster. Uh, but I think the growth so far has been a result of staying focused and disciplined on the mission and, again, avoiding those shiny things because there's a lot of opportunities, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, you know, we've hired managers in the past that, you know, I'd say we're, and put this in a nice way, opportunistic. And, you know, we're all business people, right? We, we you know, if we see an opportunity to make money at something, uh, let's go do it. But sometimes avoiding those, uh, those opportunities and staying very focused on our, on our mission with our airplane, our whole business model is predicated on the, our ability to use a, a homogeneous fleet that we can mix and match airplanes and not add different fleet types. Now, had we gone forward with changing that mix a little, that that destroys our entire competitive advantage. So, staying focused, and I think the the management, the managers at our company that have been the most successful, are the ones that have that have persevered, they've they've stuck with the mission, they haven't gotten distracted, they'll never lower the bar for safety. Um, and I'd say in our our business, that's that's critical. We're putting yeah, we're putting new <laughs> people in small airplanes for the first time. Uh-huh. It's we have to be we have to be very safe, and that's at the core of everything we do. And uh, we're not willing to sacrifice that. We'd rather be out of business than you know have a have an accident. So um, you know that that to us is probably the core at what's kept us going and mm-hmm. kept us growing. And so, what does the future look like for Imagineer for your your customers and your employees? Well, so uh, what what I see is for our customers, it's going to be an easier booking experience. We're going to keep working off our strengths, which is that instant booking process. They're going to be able to book flights very easily uh, on their phone, on their device. And uh, uh, we're going to give them more tools at their fingertips to be able to, uh, be able to manage their flights, change their flights, uh, see their pilot as the, on their phone as they roll up to the airport. We're going to keep improving our technological sophistication there. And they're also going to see lower price points as we continue and get more scale. And that's, uh, to me, the exciting thing because, uh, because it allows a lot more people to experience 
uh, what only the rich and famous have been able to experience. Not having to take off their shoes. That, Not having to take off their, their shoes. shoes. They can just drive right up to the airplane. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, we're democratizing this, this industry. And that's, you know, to, you know, allow anybody to be able to, to fly private uh, and reap those benefits and get their entire day back. It's, it's really life-changing. And so that's, uh, we're going to open that up to a lot more people. And we're also working on a, a better value proposition for our pilots. And uh, more to come on that. But uh, that's, um, you know, that's, that's our future. So how are you going to maintain the, the customer service as you drive your price points down? Because certainly the whole idea behind having the private aviation experience is this white glove, you know, I'm going to be a celebrity celebrity for a day. Uh, you know? Sure, <laughs> sure. Well, we describe ourselves as practical luxury. You know, how do we get the price points down with, well, not sacrificing our margins? So as we, and again, this is, this is part of the technology play where as we get more volume in a particular region, uh, we eliminate empty legs between our flights. So that allows us to lower the prices without, uh, without sacrificing our margins and you know, being able to keep the same service to our customers. Mm. Great. So one, one more time, anything else new and exciting and any new, new uh, routes, anything else that you want to let us know before we close the show? Yeah, we're expanding our service in the Northeast right now. You know, we are also exploring the idea of uh, introducing a whole new type of fleet that's New York based to, on some... to New York to DC would be pretty cool. How we do that? You yeah, do we, that we, already? We do okay. That, yeah. But yeah, we're we're introducing possibly a new fleet type in the future, and uh, uh, we'll be making that announcement uh, soon. Uh, but it's uh, um, but there's some very exciting new aircraft technology coming out that uh, um, I think we'll be able to take advantage of in the next few years. Uh, that's exciting for us. So stay tuned. Awesome. Well, listeners, we've been talking to Imagineer, President Ben Hamilton, and VP of Engineering, Alex Tierdorescu. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to hopefully having a, you on, know, be, a be, yeah, taking yeah. a, being on, the, being on your flight one, one of these days. I'm your host, Soyini Koch. You've been listening to CEO Exclusive Radio. I hope everyone has a prosperous, productive, and very profitable week. Thanks. This show is brought to you by Anona Enterprises, where strategy is your access to money and performance. Learn more at anonaenterprises.com.